Let's talk sports with Bryce Cherry of the Waco Tribune Herald on ESPN Central Texas. 835, welcome back into the program. This is game time, and we are joined by the sports editor of the Waco Tribune Herald, Bryce Cherry. Bryce, uh, in your opinion, does the loss last night in the opening round of the uh, Big 12 tournament, does that affect whether Baylor is a one or a two? And if so, what region does what, what effect did it have in your opinion? I think it could have dropped into a two. I mean, it also will depend on what happens, you know, around the country the rest of the weekend. Um, But I always thought it was kind of incredible that Baylor was in the conversation for a one seed, um, just given everything that they sort of endured throughout the year. So, um yeah, I feel like, you know, losing your first game of the Big 12, it could drop them to a two. Uh, but I also think that um, when you're when you're one of those higher seeds, they do try to, um, you know, keep you as geographic as possible. And so I still feel like the door is open there for Baylor to maybe play in Fort Worth in the first you know, a couple rounds and then uh, even potentially in the in the San Antonio region. So I, that was kind of the question that we, we were debating here, and I'm on the short end of the stick. I'm losing two to one here. Uh, would you rather be a one seed in the East and end up in, in Philadelphia in, in week two, or would you rather be a two seed in the South and play in Fort Worth and San Antonio and where you'd have a better opportunity to have fans in the stands rooting for you i mean what would your personal preference be hard to answer that question without knowing the bracket i mean honestly because uh you know matchups matter but uh you know i think the the you know simple answer is you'd rather have fans i mean you know uh, if they play in texas these first you know all the way basically to the final four um then they're going to be, you know, pretty loaded with fans. I, I mean, there'll still be Baylor fans wherever they play, but um, obviously you just make it very convenient for your fan base if, if uh, you know, you're in Texas. So, I mean, I think that's what you would want. But if you, you know, if you come back and you see that, oh, man, if we'd have been the one seed over here, we'd have gotten – you know, this particular road or this region that's a little bit easier, then, you know, that might be nice too. When you look at yesterday and able to come home to Waco today, what benefit is that for the Baylor Bears, if any? Uh, You know, a couple more days of rest is not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, obviously, um, you know, Baylor hasn't won that deal under under Drew and uh, obviously didn't win it last year and went out and won the national championship. So, um, you know, it's it's not like, uh, you know, winning the Big 12 is a must in terms of winning the Big 12 tournament. Um, it's obviously nice, you know. I mean, it's another, uh, another feather in your cap in terms of your resume. But, um, but no, for a team that has many – injuries as Baylor has you know a couple more days rest might not be a bad thing Bryce when you look right now uh, uh, Lenardi has Oklahoma as the on the first four out do they need a win over Tech to get in or is it a win over Tech and then win the the, do they have to win the tournament to get in in your opinion I think probably one more win 
puts them in and obviously beating tech would be a big win. So uh, I think I even saw, and maybe it was Lenardi or I don't know, one of the bracketologists that, that said basically one more win for, for the Sooners and they should be in the field. So, you know, that I, I think, I think that puts them in. Uh, on the women's side, does Nikki Collin and the in the Baylor women do they need to do anything in your opinion to uh, to improve the resume or are they pretty much uh, in a good spot? Uh, you know, I think they're in a good spot. Um, you know, again, just like we're talking about with the men, if you go out in your first game, it you know it just never looks that good. I mean, um, so you know, you put if you put up one win, I think, and then maybe if you lost in the semis or or loss in the championship game. I don't really think that affects, uh, you know, where they're going to put Baylor too much on the women's side. What What do the women have to get accomplished in this Big 12 tournament to get ready for the NCAA tournament? Well, you know, that's, to me, that's a great question because, uh, like, I asked that question, you know, different sport, but uh, to Baylor baseball yesterday in terms of, you know, other than winning – what do you want to get accomplished out of this Columbia series, you know, before big 12 shows up. And, and so, you know, there's always things that you can work on, uh, you know, within the game, uh, you know, that, that needs shoring up. And, uh, and so probably, you know, other than wins, I mean, I think just keeping the momentum kind of going in the forward direction, I think is big for, for Nikki Collins team. Bryce, I know just how big a Ranger fan you are, so we got baseball back. <laughs> and, and so, <laughs> I know you're excited about that and, and going going to Arlington to watch watch Ranger baseball. Uh, yeah, I, I will be making my first trip to uh, Globe Life is it Park uh, for the uh, Big Twelve baseball tournament this year. I have not been to the new uh, the Rangers' new field, so oh, we got a great uh, place. <laughs> well, I also did so I did write uh when when they first, you know, however many years ago announced that they were uh going to that that park. Um I did write that you know, it's about time. And I know a lot that was an unpopular opinion because a lot of people were like, what's wrong with the ballpark, you know? It's a, and, and uh I've seen you know, a lot of games at the ballpark uh and Certainly, it was aesthetically uh, a beautiful place that, you know, I mean, and, you know, it wasn't run down or anything like that, but holy crap, it was so hot there in, in you know, August or, you know, mid-July or whatever. Uh, give me air conditioning. Shoot. I mean, uh, I think having that option is huge. We talked about it a million times. There's, it's a great place in April, May, and even into early June. But once it starts to toast up, man, that can that can be a oven. And you know, I'm with you. I like the idea of having the um, the, the AC set at 72. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Uh, let's see what what are you guys working on uh, for the trip? Uh, obviously, you got uh, you got coverage from Kansas City. Yeah, both John and Chad are in KC. I'll be here. Uh, we briefly talked about, you know, Baylor baseball. I'll be here covering them. And then, uh, you know, another uh, big thing happening this weekend is the uh, Texas Sports Hall of mm-hmm. Fame Bank is uh, tomorrow. So I'm planning on uh, going to that as well. Uh, another 
you know, star-studded class with, uh, you know, Chris Bosh and Tony Parker and RG3. I mean, it's, uh, you know, and I, you know, I could go all down the list. I mean, um, some excellent women candidates made it as well. Stacey Sakura and Carly Patterson and uh, Susie Snyder Eppers. I was really excited, you know, for her. Um, she was one, you know, just going, pulling the curtain back a little bit. I'm on the selection committee and she was one I nominated. So um, I was glad to see her make the, make the cut. Bryson, when you look at that class, if you only had one opportunity to watch one of those individuals for their biggest moment, who would it be? Mm, wow. Heck of a question. Yeah, it really is. Golly, that is a hard question. Um, because you talk, you're talking about some amazing, amazing careers. I, I mean, obviously, my mind goes to basketball because I'm such a big basketball fan. Mm-hmm. But um, it's hard to to get past RG3 and the high of the moment when you know when I stood there uh, on the sideline and watched that happen and. Uh, you know, felt the electricity in that in that game against Oklahoma, and um, you know, I'll, heck, I'll never forget the reaction. Um, just seeing the reaction of Baylor fans as he won the Heisman when they made that announcement—that was, uh, you know, it was a big moment for for that football program. So, um, you know, I'll, I guess I'll make a, a local answer there and say say Robert Griffin, but. Golly, I don't want to. I don't want to miss any of their careers. Yeah, it's not a bad choice. None of them are, man. We hey, we were talking to Jay Black yesterday, and he said there was four tickets left. So, uh, I, I'm I'm thinking it's probably a sellout today <laughs> with, with yeah. only four tickets available, which is which is really cool that uh, that the community is going to turn out like that. Absolutely, and um, and that's with a couple of the original, you know, class members that weren't able to make it for you know different reasons, Manu Ginobili and and Michael Strahan. But again, uh, even when when you have you know a couple that that aren't uh, aren't able to make it, you just kind of go down to the next person on the list, and you're like, wow, they're an incredible name as well. Wow, you know, I mean. And and we get a lot of that where people are like, why isn't so-and-so in the Hall of Fame? Well, it takes a long time to get in because there's just so many worthy candidates. I mean, even a guy like Chris Bosh, who, um, I mean, I saw a list the other day that was listing the best uh, basketball players who were born in every state in the, in the United States. And they listed Chris Bosh as the best Texan and obviously he's got an incredible resume uh incredible you know three-time NBA champion all that um but he it was like his third time on the ballot before he got in I mean just it like I said it it just takes a while because there's just so many great athletes Bryce as always it is a pleasure man we appreciate you being with us and uh, thanks so much for your time yep talk to you later guys